What's cracking? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fat Man McDuffie, and this episode is being brought to you by I'mTheFatMan.com. This is actually a pre-recorded episode, and since it is pre-recorded, I'm going to make a few announcements before I actually get into the meat of the interview, which was with Jonathan Baylor, the author of The Calorie Myth. I would encourage you to go back and listen to my previous episode before this one in which I had Deborah Davis on the show. And Deborah Davis, Dr. Deborah Davis, rather, is the author of the book Disconnect. We talked a bit about cell phones and Wi-Fi. And these things have just appeared on our landscape in the last 10 or 15 years. So there are some things that you need to know, some information that's vitally important to you that you need to know when it comes to using your cell phone, when it comes to using Wi-Fi. And also, we talked a little bit about the implications for children who are using cell phones and using the devices that they have to use to connect with Wi-Fi. So really great show. Really enjoyed speaking with her. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that show. Also, do me a big favor. If you are listening to this in iTunes, you have downloaded it through iTunes, please leave a review. The more reviews I get, the more iTunes will showcase the show and the more people will start listening to the show. This is my passion. This is what I love doing, helping people and getting the information out there. So whether your review is good, whether your review is bad, I would say leave a review for me, please. Also, please connect with me on social media. You'll know when the shows come about, when the shows uh, get out there on the air. If you are on Facebook, I'm under Facebook.com slash Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. Again, Facebook.com slash Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm also on Twitter Twitter as the fat underscore man. And I'm also on Pinterest. I know a lot of people use Pinterest. Pinterest is I'm the fat man one, the number one. So I'm the fat man one. So again, I had 20 minutes with Jonathan Baylor for his book, The Calorie Myth. So I tried to ask the most pertinent questions. Before I get into the interview, just wanted to read Jonathan's bio for you. Jonathan Baylor is a New York Times best-selling author and internationally recognized wellness expert who specializes in using modern science and technology to simplify health. Baylor has collaborated with top scientists for more than 10 years to analyze and apply over 1,300 studies. His work has been endorsed by top doctors and scientists from Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, and UCLA. Baylor is the founder of SaneSolution.com and serves as the CEO for the wellness technology company Yachty. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. He authored the New York Times and U.S. Today best-selling book, The Calorie Myth, which we'll talk about today hosts a popular syndicated health radio show, The Sane Show, and blogs on the Huffington Post. Additionally, Baylor has registered over 25 patents, spoken at Fortune 100 companies and TED conferences for over a decade, and served as a senior program manager at Microsoft, where he helped create Nike Plus, Connect Training, and Xbox Fitness. So let's get into the interview. Hope you enjoy it. Jonathan Baylor, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing real great, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today, Jonathan. Just so you know, you and I share a very similar background. You were once a personal trainer. I was a personal trainer. And I know what I dealt with at that time and the things that 
I saw. I'm just wondering to what extent were the things that you saw as a personal trainer a catalyst for writing the calorie myth? It was a very, very big turning point in my life when I was a trainer was and this was a long time ago this was probably at this point 15 years ago but it's the way I paid my way through college and at that time I was mostly interested in natural bodybuilding I was trying to become a big strong bodybuilder type person so I was eating about 6,000 calories per day in an effort to get bigger and at the same time I was training clients who were uh, much older than I was because I was 18, 19, 20 at the time. And they had the exact opposite goal. They were trying to get smaller. So this was before I had done all my my research and such. So I did exactly what most personal trainers and quote-unquote experts are taught. And that is I told them to eat less and exercise more. And I would put them on 1,200-calorie diets. And then I had to sit back and watch as I ate 6,000 calories and didn't reach my goals of getting bigger while my clients ate 1,200 calories and didn't reach their goals of getting smaller. And I couldn't explain that. And that caused me to quit being a trainer. And then I went on this 15-year research odyssey, which led me to where we are today. One of the things that we're taught in our society is the fact of eating less and exercising more. And since I've come into nutrition, um, I've heard people like Gary Tobbs. Gary Tobbs was the first person I ever heard say this, is that they did studies and the studies prove that exercise doesn't make us lose weight. Is that true? And what are your feelings about that? I think we have to get very, very specific on what we mean by exercise because exercise can mean literally thousands of different things. So I think most people, when they say exercise more to lose weight, what they are usually referring to is aerobic exercise. So doing things like jogging or going to aerobics class or taking Zumba or spending time on the treadmill. And that has been clinically proven to be horribly ineffective at weight loss and can also lead to weight gain because what it does is cause you to, it causes overcompensation in terms of your appetite. So even if you do burn 200 calories on the treadmill and it's not about calories anyway, we can talk about that later, but then it, you will be hungry such that you will eat more than 200 calories. So it's really a losing battle. However, exercise defined in terms of things like very safe, slow, intense resistance training, this can be phenomenally helpful from a hormonal healing perspective, which can then result in weight loss. And then there are things like just walking or yoga or Tai Chi, which are fabulous for your health, but are not necessarily going to contribute to weight loss. While I was preparing for this interview, I found out that you did a ton of research on the or for the calorie myth. And uh, I'm wondering if that was because you wanted to be thorough or was that because you got the studies and you kept reading and it took you further and further down the rabbit hole? Yeah, much more like option two, but really option three, where I had no intention of writing a book. This was just a passion of mine where I'm a I'm a naturally geeky science biology kind of guy and and I spent 10 years 
uh, at uh, Microsoft, for example, working with the smartest technological minds in the world on the Nike Plus Connect training and uh, Xbox Fitness and the new Microsoft wearable device. So I just love technical, complicated things, and I love trying to understand them and then simplify them and apply them. So as I dug into the scientific research, both my parents are college professors, so I was very blessed to have access to the primary journal articles and things like that. When you are taught one thing as a personal trainer and you start to see the actual research caught, like disproving all of that, it just it kind of makes you crazy and you want to keep reading and reading and reading. So after about 10 years of this, I started just sharing my learnings with people and they said, Jonathan, you have to write this down. So that actually turned into a book that I, I independently published called The Smarter Science of Slim a while ago, maybe 2011, 2012. And then that just went bonkers on the internet uh, it had something like 88 pages of references and eight point font and then because it sort of sold so many copies without me intending to do that harper collins then expressed interest and then i was able to work with professional editors and things but my intent was now I, I don't know any person who would intentionally spend 10 years researching a book because that's actually what i ended up doing how does the body actually work it seems like we want to make it as simple as eat less exercise more or again eat less calories and then you're supposed to lose the weight but it seems like the body is a lot more complex than that how again does the body actually work but darren the thing that is so challenging here is that with so much in life and especially in health and wellness there are things that are sort of true but we take them as 100% true and the only thing we ever need to know. So for example, the idea, like my book is titled The Calorie Myth. That doesn't mean that calories don't exist or that, you know, they're like unicorns. It just means that the idea that they're all we need to think about and that if you just eat less of them, you will lose weight. That is a myth. Um, so when it comes to this, this thermodynamic equation that people throw out there where it's like calories in minus calories out equals weight loss, on some level, that's true. The thing that is a problem is that People assume that that, that that equation is static or fixed. What I mean by that is they would assume that, so let's take you as an example, Darren. Let's say that your body normally burns, you said you're naturally thin, so let's say 3,000 calories per day. That equation would assume that if you ate 3,000 calories per day and you burned 3,000 calories per day, you'd stay at the same weight. It would then go on to assume that if you ate 4,000 calories per day, you would continue to burn 3,000 calories per day and that 1,000 calories would be stored as fat tissue. Or more commonly, what most people face is they're told, hey, you need to eat you know, 2,000 calories a day to maintain your weight, so I'm going to put you on a 1,000 calorie per day diet, which means you should burn 100 calories worth of fat per day. That is is not true. So there are calories. If you eat more calories and you burn off, you will gain weight. But the problem is, is that system is dynamic. And what I mean by that is that if you eat fewer calories, your body will burn fewer calories. And if you eat more and you're metabolically healthy, your body will burn more calories. And let me just give you one concrete study. And this, so this isn't like Jonathan's wild musings. This isn't some internet chat room. This was done at the Mayo Clinic, which I'm sure your listeners have heard of, where they took participants and they fed them 56,000 excess calories per day. This was as controlled and rigorous of a scientific study that you can get. They measured them, their base caloric needs, and they overfed them 
1,000 calories per day for eight weeks or something like that. However many weeks, yeah, eight times seven is 56. So they fed every participant in the study 56,000 too many calories. Now, Darren, if that whole calorie math equation was true, that means every single person in the study should have gained 56,000 calories divided by 3,500 calories in a pound of fat or something like, I don't know what that is, like 18 pounds of fat, let's say, something around there, right? The most anybody gained was half of that and some participants gained less than a pound. They didn't increase their exercise, they didn't do anything else. But what we saw is there were differences in the way people's bodies process calories. And for some people, such as you or me, when we eat more, we burn more. When other people eat more, they store more. So the question isn't like, how do we diddle with calories? It's why do some people's bodies treat calories so much different than other people's and how can we change the way our body works to change the way it handles calories yeah i definitely have to agree with you that everybody's individual and that's one of the big reasons why diets might work for someone and then for someone else they they just don't work and a lot of people don't uh, believe that but that's actually true now, um, I read somewhere not long ago and something I came across and I wanted to get your opinion on it. And what I was reading was something along the facts that people who ate the most calories in these studies that I came across lost the most weight. Can you speak to that? There are quite a few studies which have been done that have showed that individuals who eat more calories lose more weight. In fact, we actually go into quite a few of these in the Calorie Myth book. Now, that doesn't mean right now if you are eating the standard American diet, which is full of about 60% processed nonsense, that if you just like eat more Twinkies, you're going to lose more weight. That's not the takeaway. The takeaway is that if you change the quality of what you're eating, like what these studies would show, one of the most famous ones was actually done on overweight adolescents where they fed, uh, they gave one group of adolescents, they said, we're going to put you on a restricted calorie standard American diet, which is going to be high in carbohydrate, low in fat and low in protein. And then we're going to take another group of adolescents and we're going to say you can eat as much of you want, as much as you want, but of a more balanced macronutrient breakdown. So about 30% protein, 30% fat, 33% carbs, just, you know, about even. And what they found is that the adolescents who had the more balanced, sort of uh, more healthy fats, more nutritious protein, lower sugar and starch, over the course of the study, they ate significantly more calories, but they lost fat. So that's really the, the important, important distinction is that when we change the quality of the calories we eat, we can eat more calories and lose more weight, but that is not to be misinterpreted as... If you just take an unhealthy diet and eat more of it, you will lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you made that distinction. A lot of people out there may be thinking that they can eat, you know, crappy food and then end up losing weight, which kind of leads into my question about I've seen studies or I've seen where in the media where people eat uh, two Big Macs a day and they're actually losing weight. Um, I'm wondering if it's the quantity of the food or the quality of the food that actually matters, Jonathan. Darren, you're exactly right that every five years or so, there's some college professor or some celebrity that either goes on a McDonald's diet or a Twinkie diet or something, and they say, look, I ate a 1,000 calories of Twinkies and I lost weight, therefore calories are all that matter. Now, let's be very clear. I don't know anybody who's saying that if you starve yourself, 
you're not going to lose weight, right? Like there's no war-torn country where there's a famine and obesity just runs rampant, right? Like if you starve yourself, just like if you were to cut off your leg, you can lose weight. There's no question. But the problem that we face as a country is not an inability to lose weight. Now you might say, what? Of course that's the problem we face. It's actually not. Every single person who's tried to lose weight in their life has lost weight. The problem is that they can't keep it off and then they yo-yo diet and they end up heavier than they ever were because starvation isn't healthy, it isn't sustainable, and it actually predisposes you to gaining more weight long-term because of some consequences that it causes in your metabolism. So the question is not, if you eat one Big Mac per day, that's it period. That's all you eat. Can you lose weight? Absolutely, yes. If you take a lot of cocaine, you'll also lose weight, but it's not good for you. What we need to do is figure out a way where you can eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, and be healthy and full of energy and add a healthy weight for your entire life. And there's really only two options. One is you can just eat less, or the other option is you can eat healthier. I recommend eating healthier. If I could actually eat more and eat healthier, I'm all for that. I know I'm not the only one who is out there who might be listening right now who loves to eat. So my choice is to, to eat healthy just simply because, like Jonathan said, I can eat more. Now, that brings me to this question, Jonathan, with regards to fiber. I've seen a lot about fiber. People seem to go back and forth across the fence, back over the fence with regards to fiber. Um, some say we don't need fiber. Some say we need it. You've done the research. What's your opinion on fiber? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to not. I mean, the idea that we don't need fiber to be very precise scientifically, we, you know, we, we, we do have a term we say essential. So there are essential amino acids, essential fatty acids, essential vitamins, and essential minerals. But you'll notice I didn't say essential fiber or essential carbohydrate or essential starch or essential sugar. Uh, that's because the definition of essential when used in a nutrition context is if you don't eat this you will die so like if you don't eat the essential amino acids you will die if you don't eat vitamin c you will get scurvy and eventually problems will happen so fiber technically is not essential for human life however science has shown very clearly that if you want to have optimal human life and if you want to have sort of a uh great digestive health, great hormonal health, and if you want to feel fuller, faster, and longer, eating fiber is a great idea. I'm actually going to follow you when it comes to the fiber just because you've done the research. Now, when it comes to preparing a meal, when it comes to sitting down and maybe preparing my plate to go ahead and eat, how would my meal actually look if I'm following what you recommend it would consist of three primary food groups the first of which is non-starchy vegetables the second of which is nutrient-dense protein and then whole food fats so it's a little bit like paint by numbers so any non-starchy vegetable prepared really any way you like it as long as you don't deep fry it and when I say non-starchy vegetable I mean a vegetable that you could eat raw you don't have to eat it raw but sometimes people think things like potatoes and corn are vegetables and they're not they're starches so you want to eat a lot of non-starchy vegetables. 
then you're going to eat a nutritious source of protein. And this is usually going to come from humanely raised animals and wild-caught seafood whenever possible. Because anything else that people call protein isn't actually protein. It's higher in fatter carbs than it is in protein, which doesn't mean it's bad for you. It just means it's a good source of fatter carbs, not a good source of protein. So you got your non-starchy vegetables, then you got your nutrient-dense protein, and then you're going to get the balance of your calories because vegetables and protein really aren't rich in calories. And you do need calories. You need energy to live from whole food fats. And these are things like nuts and seeds. I'm glad you mentioned uh, fats because I wanted to talk a little bit about actually saturated fats and um, wanted to get your take on coconut oil and also olive oil. How do you feel about those? I have found that whole foods are almost always going to be preferential. So what I mean by that is, is olive oil a good oil? Yes. Is coconut oil a good oil? Yes. Would I recommend eating more coconut oil? Just like tablespoons of coconut oil? Absolutely not. Would I recommend eating more coconut? Yes. Would I recommend eating more olives? Yes. I think we pay way too much attention to oil. Way too much attention. Because when you think about it, in some ways, oil is to whole food fat like sugar is to like sugar beets. I mean, it's refined. It's a refined derivative of a food. That doesn't mean it's terrible and it doesn't mean you should never cook with oil. But, you know, the idea of just go out of your way to eat more oil is not something that I would recommend. I know we talked about exercise and this might be a redundant question, but if at all possible, help me or help the audience understand what is the best form of exercise to be doing in order to maybe help with weight loss or uh, fat loss? The, yeah, the key thing that exercise can do for you is it can absolutely change the hormonal composition of your body. This is, for example, why like if a, if a man is trying to build muscle, uh, he can do that via weight training. And the reason for that isn't because weight training itself builds muscle. It's because weight training triggers testosterone and testosterone triggers, triggers muscles being built. That's why a man or a woman could never exercise. And if they inject themselves with testosterone, a.k.a. steroids, they too will build muscle. So we have to look at exercise as a way to trigger hormones and the most effective form of exercise to trigger the hormones which can lead to lean muscle tissue development and the mobilization of fat aka the burning of fat is going to be very safe and slow heavy resistance training and that applies equally if not more to women than it does to men. Finally can you tell me what sane actually means and also just share with us your website. I know that there's a lot of people out there who might be wanting to want to know more. Yes, SANE is an acronym for the four factors that determine the quality of a calorie because when you go to my my site and see all the fun stuff we have there for you, we got some blueprints, some food lists, a lot of really neat stuff. That's SANE Solution, SANESolution.com. SANE stands for the four factors we use to determine the quality of a calorie, which is satiety, aggression, nutrition, and efficiency. So it's actually not a marketing term. It's a bunch of science all boiled down into an acronym. Hey, thanks, Jonathan. Really wanted to thank you for being on. I really enjoyed it. And thank you, Darren. Thank you for your time. All right. So there you have it. The Calorie Myth by author Jonathan Baylor. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, I only had 20 minutes with Jonathan. Super, super interview for that amount of time. Hope you learned a lot. Tune in next week. Same fat time, same fat channel. Peace and love.